Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. It is 8.05 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us. Yeah, jump in at 512-836-0590. Vice President Kamala Harris says she is ready to serve our nation. She's prepared. (laughs) She's ready. She's ready to be the commander-in-chief. Well, good for you. Yeah. And uh, Fox News contributor Carl Rove is reacting to this story live on Fox News. Let's listen in. She's got more pop- She's more popular than him. It's simply not true. She is in terrible shape, just like he is, because in the modern era, presidents and vice presidents are linked up in the public mind. She can go out there and say, if she likes, that she's ready to serve, but that's simply going to undermine the guy that she is supposedly the number two for. It is interesting that she would, of course she would say that she is ready to serve. The question is not actually, I don't actually think that's the question. It's more, do the American people, if it came to that, want you to serve? Carl, over to you. Yeah, look, the last thing she ought to be saying is I'm ready to serve because it makes it sound like, you know, there's a reason why she needs to reassure the American people. That's something we either believe or don't believe. It doesn't do her any good to say it. Think about this. NBC last summer had her negative. Her negatives outweighed her positives by 17 points, which was the highest number they had ever had in that particular question for any vice president. In Gallup, in, at the beginning of December, eight, minus 18. That is to say she was upside down by 18 margin. The newest Suffolk University uh, USA Today poll, 25 points. The LA Times says she has lower ratings at this point than any of the last four vice presidents. Mike Pence, uh, Joe Biden himself, uh, uh, Dick Cheney, and Al Gore. I mean, this mm. woman is in bad shape, and for her to be out there saying, well, let me reassure you, I'm ready to serve if the guy above me, is somehow, you know, something happens to him, is not a good move for the administration and a sign of why she deserves exactly the low ratings that she's got. There you go, Carl Rove, li- uh, live on Fox. Yeah, she's basically saying, hey, listen, uh, if, if anything happens to Joe in his second term, I'm ready to serve. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. That was that was that was very cringy. Yeah, painful. Oh my God! No, felt like a root canal. Nobody even gave her. I mean, nobody acknowledged that that her her little whatever coconut tree joke. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, just kind of fell flat there, didn't it? Extremely. Can you imagine Kamala Harris presidency? Here's the thing about Kamala Harris: Mm. even her own party doesn't want her. That's true. 
Listen. How uh, dare you? She's a nice lady. Listen, uh, Joe Biden's drive to send more aid to Ukraine uh, took a big step forward overnight early this morning as the Senate approved a $95.3 billion aid package. Uh, and, uh, and they did that this morning. That also includes funds for Israel and Taiwan. Overcoming the objections of many Republicans who opposed spending so much money abroad. Well, it didn't take a whole lot to get John Cornyn to say yes. No, right? he it was, didn't seem to. He, he was eager, man. He is the Democrats' favorite Republican in the Senate, mm-hmm. isn't he? Well, anyway, the Senate's approval of this measure on a vote of 70 to 29, it comes at a critical moment for Ukraine, which has been running short of supplies and manpower after failed counteroffensives uh, against Russia last year. Yeah, that summer offensive just didn't really happen, didn't it? No. Just didn't happen. It didn't. It didn't. Well, 22 Republicans, they joined almost all of the Democrats in supporting this legislation. Three members of the Democrat caucus who have expressed concern about Israel's military operations uh, in Gaza voted no. Passage occurred about 6.30 this morning after opponents delayed a vote uh, in a marathon night of uh, floor speeches. Rand Paul tried to filibuster a little bit. He says right now they're cracking the champagne open in Ukraine. And the Ukrainian president on social media already up early this morning on TikTok this morning, Zelensky, he wants to say thank you. He says, uh, thank those senators. Continued U.S. assistance helps us save human lives from Russian terror. Basically what we have here right now is is we have Volodymyr Zelensky on, on a metaphorical stripper pole as our federal government makes it rain dollars on top of them. Up in here. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, he's dancing for us, and we're just giving him our, our tips. Yeah, the bill now goes to uh, it goes to the GOP-controlled House, which, uh, which it faces an un- uncertain fate because, uh, you know, the greater power of Ukraine skeptics and influence the Republican presidential frontrunner, Donald Trump. Uh, he, he doesn't like this, and, uh, and a majority of Republicans don't like this idea, mainly because it does not include any money or any legislation or any effort to protect America's borders. Right, right. And, and as you pointed out, John, our, our Texas senator, John Cornyn, voted with the Democrats. He was one of the 22. So remember that next time he talks about border security and, 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 and a secure border being important to his great state of Texas. Here's what Senator Mitt Romney had to say, the Republican from Utah, the never-Trumper. He says uh, he's not running for re-election, by the way. He called the Ukraine measure, quote, the most important votes that we will ever take as senators. What? He said that letting Ukraine fall would have a rippling effect around the globe, opening the door for Russia to ultimately invade a NATO ally, sending a signal to China that the U.S. wouldn't stand up against a takeover of Taiwan. Eight sixteen here on the Todd and Oz show. Uh, I guess one of the constant critics, uh, one of the progressive texters, that says, "Ha." But y'all were perfectly fine with Trump telling Republicans not to try to pass the border legislation because it uh, it might benefit uh, Joe Biden. No, actually, I, I think we should what? shut the border down years ago. No, I, 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 I don't encourage Republicans to listen to Donald Trump on this front. We need the border shut down now, yesterday. This guy obviously wasn't listening. Yeah, he obviously that, wasn't Because I also made the point that I, 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 think, I don't think Donald Trump uh, would even need to do that necessarily. Yeah. You know, because he, they're, this whole... Country is a dumpster fire thanks to Joe Biden. He doesn't need just the border. I never bought on. it. I never bought it that Trump uh, influenced the border bill. I know some people and commentators say that, but we all know who created the border crisis, and we all know uh, what would save, uh, what fix it. 
right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Trump era policies to remain in Mexico, that sort of thing. All the things that Biden reversed on day one. Listen, uh, because the border is still wide open, uh, the Windy City is struggling to care for more than 34,000 illegal aliens that have been bussed from the border by Texas Governor Greg Abbott over the last 18 months. Now, Chicago has spent $156 million on this crisis and still has about 14,000 migrants that are in 28 different shelters and is fighting with the state uh, over whether or not to build more shelters. Hmm. Now, uh, Zarina Smith, she's with the Victim Services Advocate there for Cook County Board of Commissioners, a Democrat, is, uh, is kind of blowing the whistle on Johnson's policies now. They're turning their back on him. Yeah, we here's a quote. We have uh, people who have uh, come here illegally and who have jumped the line. That's what she says. Talking to uh, talking to them and talking about the mayor. Yep. She puts the failure on the Windy City at the feet of Johnson, the Democrat governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritcher, and President Joe Biden. It's been a Biden thing, a Pritcher thing. It's been a Brandon Johnson thing. Uh, they wanted sanctuary cities. Well, you got it. <laughs> yeah. They got it big time. Yeah. Well, actually, she, she goes on to say this, too. She goes on to say that it's not Abbott's fault mm-hmm. because he didn't ask for this. We asked for it, is what Smith says to the uh, Chicago Democrats. We asked to be a sanctuary city, not Governor Abbott. That's right. That's right. Uh, Governor Abbott was just happy to oblige, you know, because we, we got tired of having everything stack up in our own backyard. You want it? Have some. Yeah. And and now it's it's amazing how the, the narratives are beginning to shift. Uh, the thought processes on the whole immigration, illegal immigration issue are starting to shift in the Democrat Party. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is it uh, Dan in South Austin this morning? Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. Love your show. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you, um, sir. I, I just dropped the kids off at, at middle school. And anyway, we were listening and uh, talking about Sean Cornyn. And, and they're you know wondering, where is all that money going? And it's a good question. Uh, so we called John Cornyn's office, which I've done before, and never have gotten a phone call back from him. Uh, but we offered to have him come by the house, pick up the rest of our money, and ship it to Ukraine. <laughs> and we also offered to meet him up at 35 and William Cannon uh, at the Burlington Coat Factory, where the buses stop, you know, the immigrant buses, you know, five, six, seven, ten times a day. But I, I was going to share his phone number. Um, if, if that's okay. Can what, what, that? what number are you going to share? For his congressional office? John, John Cornyn's office. His, yeah. his congressional office. Okay, yeah. Would you please? It, sir? Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's 512-469-6034. That's John Cornyn's uh, congressional office here in Austin. I'm yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir, it is. And uh, what, what kind of message would you like to, uh, to send? I'm, I'm writing this down. We'll get it to him. He's asleep. Uh, I, I just, if he wants to come by, I'm sure they, they could track my phone number and find my address. But you got a, you got a, you got a bag of cash. Uh, yeah, I mean we're we're ready yeah. to just do our donation. Well, I'll tell you, Dan, it, it's Save tax season. It's tax season. You ought to ask if you can actually claim Zelensky on your taxes. You should. You should. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? My oh. man. My man. That's what oh, I'm dear. talking about. Let's go. <laughs> Y'all have a good day. Hey, Thank thanks, Dan. Much. We Thank appreciate you. that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I... I, I uh, I've, I've heard that it's not very easy to get in, in touch with a good senator from sure. Texas. So he's not alone, certainly. Well, this border crisis is, is way out of hand. And I know those sanctuary cities, they... They love to experience this now, right?
Yeah, the progressive uh, Chicago Democrats, they blame uh, the migrant crisis on uh, the mayor, the governor, and Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. You asked for this, you sanctuary cities. It, it, it appears that some politicians on the Democrat left are kind of waking up and like, oh, we're causing these problems. Now, I, I, I don't expect these, these sanctuary cities to, you know, fully turn purple or red just over the one issue. Uh, no, in, no, in of course not. No, no, but, no, no, no. But it's, I, think it's, I think it's a real wake-up call in a way that a lot of these cities uh, had, had, had never expected to have yeah. and, and would still be living in their blissful ignorance had, Gre- had Greg Abbott not bust people you know, right up to their front door. Listen, the, uh, the Austin Police Association has filed a petition with the district court to intervene on that lawsuit that, that uh, advocacy group Equity Action brought forth against the city. And this is all according to the APA this morning. KXAN reports this lawsuit calls for the city to implement measures put forth by the Austin Police Oversight Act, which the public voted in favor of last May. Yeah, they were kind of tricked a little bit at the polls too, right? But officials are still seeking some clarity on how much uh, that ordinance can be implemented without violating state law. And it clearly does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the primary element of contention is the police department's G-file an internal confidential file that contains complaints against officers that have not been you know, substantiated and did not result in any form of punishment. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, you know, it's just a laundry list of people complaining about certain officers. And while everybody wants, you know, some of the advocates want to be able to see those files, mm-hmm. even though there were investigations and no harm was done or anything like that. Right. It's, it's, a, way to, it's a way to dox the cops. It is. That's what they want. It is. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, the whole issue is uh, t- t- Chapter 143 of the Texas Local Government Code, right, which allows the G file and that personnel information to remain confidential. It's state law. Equity Action's lawsuit would require the city to break state law. That's chief argument here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, you know, the, the union president, Michael Bullock, when he talked to us uh, earlier, I guess, or last month, uh, you know, mentioned that they, they often have these, you know, very robust... Uh, provisions allowing for a, a lot of, uh, I mean, if you want to look, they're pretty transparent about a lot of the things uh, in in their contract agreements already. Right. right. Uh, but this is, uh, we're not going to get any movement on that on that contract until they fix this lawsuit. Yeah. Here's what APA President Michael Bullock tells uh, the KXAN news team: uh, here, This lawsuit intends to force the city to violate state law and harm hardworking people at APD. It, uh, it also substantially interferes with our ability to fully negotiate a contract uh, as we have in, pa- in, in years past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, jump in here, 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the mayor says this is a top priority for him in 2024. Uh, is, is, this, is this what he's got to do to become mayor again, to be reelected? Well, I don't think it's going to help his chances if, if come November there's still no cop contract. Keep in mind, Kirk Watson hasn't, hasn't even announced that he's seeking re-election yet. He has no. not officially done that. I have a theory on that, though. I think he's just been sort of, you know, uh, quietly amassing a bit of a war chest so he can jump in late with a big big pool of cash. Do you think so? I think so. And he's got a few opponents this time. Yeah. He's got uh, one of the uh, original defunders and, de- uh, you know, uh, reimaginers of public safety, Kathy Tovo. Mm-hmm. There's a few others, but she may be the most popular name out there, I guess. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when and if Kirk Watson re- announces his, his re-election, it'll come down to Kathy Tovo and Kirk Watson. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
833 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. Just came back from the break room. Got a little sliver of some kind of pastry that some beautiful sales girl was uh, peddling in the break room just now. Well, yeah. And apparently in this uh, this pastry I just ate, a little tiny little piece, uh, there was a baby Jesus is inside it, that. Was it like king cake? Is that what that is? Well, I know king cake I know is, it's is Mar- a traditional, you know. It's a Mardi Gras thing, right? Fair for Mardi Gras, yeah. But I don't know what the baby Jesus. What's the baby Jesus mean? Was that? Did I win the prize? You might have. You. I think I just won the prize, didn't I? You just won eternal life. No, really, I don't know. Pastry. What, I don't know what that means. The baby Jesus. Does that mean something? I think it. I, I'm sure it does. It has to. I, it's been. It's a long-standing tradition. Who put the first baby Jesus in a pastry? Who baked the baby Jesus? Who baked the baby Jesus? <laughs> It's a great question. That's a that's a Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin kind of question. It is. That it is. really is. Uh, I, but you know what? I, I I do not know exactly why they put the baby Jesus in there. But I know it's I know okay. it's a very uh, important tradition this time of year. I shouldn't. Have, I, I don't have to worry about it though. I mean, as long as you didn't choke on it, I think you'd be fine. No, no, no. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd be good then. Okay. Nothing bad comes from the baby Jesus. All right. Uh, it is eight thirty four here at KLBJ, and. Uh, well, some uh, some pretty interesting viewership last night or Sunday night when it comes to the Super Bowl. Apparently, it was the most watched Super Bowl. Uh, that, according to uh, Nielsen ratings, the most watched U.S. television event on record, uh, with the average one hundred and twenty-three point four million viewers. Uh, citing preliminary figures from Nielsen and CBS, while the vast majority watch the game on CBS, the numbers also include Paramount Plus streaming, Univision, the NFL Network, and Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Plus, everybody that watched on their cell phones and things like that, of sure. course. Uh, 123.4 uh, million viewers. Not all television, though. No, 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 no. Not all on television. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go back to the moon landing to get that kind of viewership. But that's why I saw this report earlier today, and that's why I think this report is misleading. Yeah, a lot of people tune in. More people tune in to watch this Super Bowl than any other Super Bowl. But 125 million people were sitting in front of their television sets when... They broadcast the moon landing. Their television sets alone, right? So, this is 123 million. It was a three combined. It was a three camera shoot in a warehouse in Lubbock. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't argue with you over that one. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course we've been to the moon. Of course we've been to the moon. That's why it's so difficult to get back there. Uh, listen, um, inflation. It's a it's a key gauge in prices, and it shows inflation moderately moderated less than the forecast last month. Uh, undermining some expectations, uh, the Federal Reserve will lower borrowing costs anytime soon. Yeah, the U.S. Consumer Price Index fell to an annual rate of 3.1% in January, uh, above expectations of 2.9% compared with the 3.4% in December. That's all according to the Labor Department. Now, underpinning prices in uh, January was uh, the increase in housing and food cost which uh, pushed up month over month at a rate of uh, 0.3%. This is the reason why Joe Biden took to uh, TikTok, which, by the way, according to Joe Biden, is a national security threat. Right. So he went to TikTok. <laughs> so they joined. To explain uh, shrinkflation, which is the new term instead of Bidenomics, shrinkflation. That's when you buy a bag of chips and there's fewer chips in the bag, but the bag costs the same. Right. That's uh, that's uh, That was the, uh, the TikTok post from... Uh, uh, Joseph Biden. And so instead of, uh, you know, focusing on the fact that his administration has really helped just make things so much worse and everything so much more expensive, he instead points the finger at private sector companies and says, I demand you put more chips in your bag. I demand that you make. Uh, he also says that the ice cream, 
Mm. Like, not as big. The container is a pint, not a pint anymore. Should be right. Last time I checked, a pint still was a, you know, whether it's ice cream or anything else, pints a pint, right? Yeah, yeah. Gallons yeah. a gallon, right? I'm just trying. To, yeah, he, he claims that I, even ice cream has suffered. Half gallon, a half gallon, gallons, right. a gallon, a pint, a pint. But he says there's there's shrink shrinkflation going on at uh, at your local ice cream uh, provider. Yeah, yeah, at the cream at, over at Bluebell, but. He's not, of course, not taking any sort of responsibility for that. Yeah. All right. Jump in 512-836-0590. Texas is fortifying a small island in the middle of the Rio Grande River that was once occupied by Mexican cartels. Fox reporter Casey Stiegel, he checks in from Eagle Pass. It's an area known as Frontin Island, 170 acres down in Starr County, Texas. It turned into a major hotspot for drug smuggling and human trafficking. Then the Texas Land Commissioner deemed the property belonged to the state. So DPS and the National Guard troops have now cleared the land. They put up more than a mile of razor wire and retaken control. Law enforcement now frequently patrols and operates on Frontin Island as part of Operation Lone Star, and on Monday, the commissioner visited the area to track its progress, getting a look at the island by air and telling producers and reporters that the work has paid off. Newsman Casey Steele, the White House says uh, Joe Biden will not take, uh, well, the White House says there's still, uh, you know, well, the, the bill that they voted on last night did not include any money for the border whatsoever. No. Ukraine money, Israel, Taiwan. Uh, that was the ninety-six billion dollars that they uh, that they approved last night, early this morning, which makes it so infuriating when when you know that this bill had no border security in it. That one of our senators from this state chose to vote with Democrats in favor of it, even though we got nothing out of it, no security on our border whatsoever. That's uh, not good, is no, it? No, it's uh, you know, and and the, and the way Mitt Romney describes it, we have to uh, help Ukraine defeat Russia because. Vladimir Putin is Hitler trying to take over a bunch of other countries, and, that, and that's going to happen, according to Mitt Romney. Certainly, I don't. Uh, I, I know Schumer is making that argument too, but I think you know you obviously got to take it with with a grain of salt or whatever. Uh, Tucker Carlson asked Putin about that the other day. Putin, you know, at least as far as he says, has no interest in it. And you know what? I I believe that. Yeah. Because I don't believe that Russia, for one, has any interest in in, in invading Europe, but also I don't think they can. You know, I mean, I, 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 they've, they've been kind of worn down over the past couple of years with, with you. A lot of their resources gone. A lot of their money's been spent. It is uh, eight thirty nine. Jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Texter says, "I love that y'all don't once mention the fact that corporations have had record earnings uh, while this uh, this inflation has been happening, record stock buybacks, and now laying off people." Well, we just mentioned it. How about that? Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, in in is, other words, is this a pro-government. I, I, I guess this uh, this this texture is is uh, is not blaming Bidenomics or even right. shrinkflation. He's blaming blaming the the greedy fat cats at the corporations. Kneels yeah. at the altar of government and therefore can only can cannot see beyond that. Right. No, government didn't do anything. It's all it's all the evil, greedy private sector right. and capitalism. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's the anti-business. Texture there, same old nonsense. Not the government. The government didn't do that. The government, the government didn't print money. The government didn't borrow money. The government didn't do quantitative easing, right? Right, Texter. Well, you know, look. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around. I will, I will give that. But I mean, to sit here and act like it's not because <laughs> because of our government is right. is just patently false. Yes. 
846 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. Mike is checking in from LaGrange. Uh, good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Morning. How are you? Great. Yeah. Uh, I listened to y'all's comment about uh, about the record profits and uh, Biden uh, blaming, blaming uh, uh, business. Uh, my personal opinion is I think there's uh, blame on both sides. I think uh, Biden is an idiot. But uh, as far as business goes, uh, I think big business and big government have got into bed together. And as a small businessman, I can tell you that we're having a really hard time. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. The cost of everything going through the roof, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the prices went up during COVID, and uh, businesses realized that they could go ahead and uh, give those prices, and they haven't dropped them, even though some stuff has dropped. And I think uh, that's part of the problem. Well, everything costs more, right? Well, not really. Uh, no, no, no. Hang on. Hey, bear, bear with me now. You, how many? You got a bunch of employees? Uh, I don't have. Well, no. Uh, I've got just a few employees. But the thing about it is, is uh, some of the stuff I'm buying is going down. And uh, I know other stuff is going down, and I don't believe that uh, big business is reducing their uh, is reducing their prices accordingly. Well, it, it, well, the main reason is is because every employee is facing higher costs, right? Uh, of course, they are. Yeah, we all are. Yeah, I mean, if payroll costs you more, if it costs more for that trucker to truck goods to your business, uh, well, everything's going to go up. It's true. That's it how it works. Well, not really, Todd. There's no? a lot of things that are going down now. Like what? Give us some. Give us an example. We're we're kind of well, out know, of. The, yeah, go ahead. Well, I know uh, uh, fish has gone down, and cooking oil has gone down mm-hmm. because we just bought some, mm-hmm. and uh, those, those are just two things. I know some paper goods have gone down. Sure. So what I'm saying is, uh, we're just a small business. Yeah. Okay, but. I don't think big business is reducing their uh, is reducing their prices uh, like they should be. Gotcha. And I, and I think big business and uh, and uh, I think big business and big government have gotten a bed together, and the public and small businesses almost are tired in the air. Yeah, you, you, what you're talking about is a modified capitalist system, much like what's in China. Uh, you, you're you're right on target there, Todd. Right yeah. on target. I got you. I hear what you're saying. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you checking in, man. It is uh, 849. Listen, a man has been sentenced to 13 years in prison after selling a Leander teenager a pill that contained fentanyl that led to his death. Yeah, Friday, Juan Ignacio Gomez was sentenced to federal prison uh, for the overdose death of 19-year-old Tucker Rowe. According to court documents, it showed that uh, in 2021, Gomez sold Rowe a counterfeit Percocet pill containing a, a lethal dose of fentanyl, which led to Rowe's death. And Rowe's mother, Stephanie Turner, uh, then founded the Texans Against Fentanyl Organization. And the organization's mission is to create awareness about fentanyl, provide resources, and support affected families you know, who are grieving with the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Last year, the organization was successful in urging Texas lawmakers to pass Tucker's Law, which requires Texas public schools to educate students about the deadly effects of fentanyl. Yeah, Tucker's law, also known as House Bill uh, 3908, it was signed by the governor back in June. Uh, and this guy gets 13 years in prison for selling a lethal dose of Percocet that in- included fentanyl. 
uh, to uh, 19-year-old Tucker Rowe. Yeah, yeah. Killed him. Oh, I'll tell you what. The, this uh, uh, Juan Ignacio Soria Gomez guy is very lucky that uh, this happened, you know, what he's accused of or was convicted of happened in 2021 because had it happened now, that would have been a murder charge. Yeah. Uh, and and, I, and I, I think it's a shame that it wasn't a murder charge. Yeah. You know, because... A poisoning. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he killed this kid. He got 13 years, and that family uh, will go the rest of their lives without ever having their son back. Why was their son? And and, and I, you know, I hope time has passed. You could talk about this because if if you're educating young people about the dangers of fentanyl, you also have to tell them about the dangers of seeking Percocet too, right? Sure, sure. I mean, that's kind of part of it, right? Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not condoning it. It's just th- that aspect of it is certainly nothing new over the generations. Why are know, our kids seeking Percocet? Why are our kids seeking these pills? Probably because they want to get high and have fun. Honestly, the honest answer, they probably just want to feel good and have some fun. Maybe some of them are That's taking a, it because it's isn't, like, that a, isn't that a horrible message, though? What? To tell kids, if you want to have fun, you got to get high. Oh, well, sure. I think it's unfortunate that, that far too many kids feel it's got to be that way. Right. You know, because it doesn't. But the, the, it's, a, it's a different ball game now than when kids were doing it, you know, years ago. Because now everything's got fentanyl in it, it seems. seems like everything's got it. I'm not sure 13 years is enough. No, it's absolutely not enough. Well, in addition to Tucker's law, lawmakers uh, also passed House Bill 6, uh, which creates a criminal offense of murder for supplying fentanyl that results in death. It also enhances the criminal penalty for manufacturing or delivering uh, fentanyl, and it was uh, signed in law by the governor back in June. Now, in response, uh, the Fort Worth Police Department has said that they are aggressively pursuing arrest uh, in fentanyl-related deaths. Uh, According to the story, the Fort Worth PD made uh, its first fentanyl murder arrest in December. Additionally, Tarrant County's DA uh, offense uh, created uh, a narcotics unit uh, to go after these kinds of cases. Tarrant County, Harris County have done the same. U.S. Attorney Jim Cog, uh, Kim Og, said the goal is uh, with this new unit is to bring felony charges, including murder charges, uh, to these people who supply these drugs. Mm. Uh, we, I, I hope that we start seeing some real, real, real stiff charges sticking on these drug dealers that are killing our kids. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with you, what you said. I mean, it's one thing you're like, you know, it's you're, time some, to- you're some dime a dozen pot dealer, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about narcotics that are laced with fentanyl and that are killing children. Yeah, but we also have a lot of people, including children and adults, their parents, and I'm not talking about Tucker's story here at this moment, but we are addicted to pills. We are. That We got to fix that. Maybe we stop advertising for all the big pharmaceutical companies on uh, on TV. How about that? You know, we're the only country that does this. It is kind of nefarious, isn't it? I mean, they they plant the seed in in, in your head. Hey, this is a, this is a pill you need. And every TV newsroom lives off of it. Hey, does your does your leg move sometimes? You need a pill for that. You know, I mean, that's restless leg syndrome. Right. You need pills. My leg does move sometimes. Oh my god. Yeah. I got to go ask my doctor. And, and yeah, I think that 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 certainly is one way to address it, yeah. because. Well, listen, if you're, if you're seeking pills to get high and have fun, as some are saying, there's an elevated chance that you may die in the middle of the night because it's got fentanyl in it. There was always that big chance when dabbling in drugs like Percocet. But now the, the, the threat is tenfold. It's on your TV news. It's in your kids' music. And it's in American culture to pop pills. Yeah. Uh, Adam in North Austin. Good morning, Adam. Hey, good morning. Uh, 
You you asked a, a great question. Why do children want to go looking for these nefarious drugs illegally? And I mean, it's it's perpetrated by the music industry. It's perpetrated by pop culture. You know, it's it's it, it makes funny videos whenever someone's overdosing, and you know, you see a somebody hyped up on God knows what. Mm on the television and everyone laughs and, you know, and then they don't think it's going to happen to them, but then they go out and buy that illegal Percocet and then they overdose. And then everyone's sitting there. Well, why are they doing this? Why? I had no idea. Yeah, you're right. The parents have no idea what their children are listening to. Mm. They have no idea what they're watching on YouTube. They have no idea what they're doing after school. And it's this, this problem lies a lot in the parents' hands. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's uh, I, you know, unfortunately, though, it's just so hard to be able to watch watch your kid, your teen, twenty four hours a day. You know, at some point, they're going to be on their own. They need to they need to have the confidence to make the right decisions. You know, and 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 the awareness. Unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of awareness out there. I, I I'd be hard pressed to find a kid that didn't know about fentanyl nowadays. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings, five to ten on News Radio KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio. KLBJ.